Hey friends, it's Anjali here. It's Tuesday, May 11th. Welcome to the Mission's Changes My Life show by Global Hope India with Kevin White. This is the podcast where we say yes to God's call to go make Christ known in India and around the world. On Tuesday, June 15th, Kevin will be hosting Global Hope India's monthly international call to prayer live broadcast from the USA via Zoom, YouTube or Facebook at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Full details at globalhopeindia.org slash pray. We'll see you there. Okay, now here's your host, Kevin White. Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Kevin. It is Tuesday, May the 11th. You're listening to Missions Changed My Life podcast. We have a great guest in store for you today. First of all, I just want to welcome everyone listening in the USA, India, Pakistan, Thailand, Germany, France, the UK, Canada, Singapore, Australia, all over the world. Courtney is also a co-host. Courtney, did you know 116 different countries listen to Missions Changed My Life? Wow, that's incredible. Well, hello to everyone listening, wherever you are. We're so grateful to have you in the audience. And if you're listening on iPhone or on Spotify, if you would please just go over to the store there, the app, and leave us a five-star review, that'd be a great contribution. Won't cost you anything other than a few comments and you hitting the five-star button, and that would boost the show even further, and we would be greatly indebted to you for, for that. Well, it's May the 11th. We're still in a pandemic. We're on Zoom and on the phone. Courtney's on the phone, but we have Jason with us. Jason, welcome to Missions Changed My Life. Hi. Hi. Happy to be here. Hello to everyone. That was a lot of countries you just said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest audience is the USA and they're sort of in a race with India. India is right there with the US most of the time. And then other countries come and go with a few here and a few there, but over 116 countries each year. Listen, so we're excited for that. And welcome to the show. Courtney is going to dive into your trip. But first of all, it is 2021. We're in the midst of the pandemic. How are you? Have you had the virus? Have you been vaccinated? How's your family? So thankfully, me and none of my family have gotten the virus. That's well, actually, I had my younger brother got it. He's over at ECU. He, he was on campus, so he was at risk there. But uh, I actually have my <laughs> second uh, vaccination shot coming up in a couple of weeks. So Good. There. <laughs> Good. I had shot number okay. two yesterday. Our household actually had COVID back in November, very mild symptoms. Fortunately, it was nothing like what you see on the news, and we are grateful to God for that. But most of our families now getting the vaccine and the GHI staff, and so we're we're just grateful to live in America because we know that many friends yeah. in India, it's going to be probably years before they're able to get the vaccine on the level that the United States is able to distribute it today. And same in the Philippines and so many other countries, our hearts go out to everyone that's being impacted by this. So, Jason, so glad you're healthy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. lucky. Yeah, so Courtney, let's dive in and get to know Jason and his trip. It's been a few years, so let's bring a, let him bring us up to date. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's start, actually, with what year it was whenever you went to India with GHI. Oh, my goodness. So, so I've gone twice. <laughs> okay. I believe it was 2018 and 20, uh, 2017, 2018. 
Uh, it's either that or 2019. But yeah, we went a couple years in a row over to, to New Life. Okay. So. Yeah. So you went to Arissa. You just answered that. Did you go to the same place both times? We did, yeah. So my first trip, we went we went to the, the orphanage and spent some time there. And then I led the, the second trip that we went just because like it was so impactful to, to me and the rest of the group that went the first time. I was like, we need, we need to go back. More people need to experience this. So Well, the interview's over. We got everything we needed. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So tell us a little bit about what was, what was life like whenever you first started praying about going on that first trip. Had you been outside the country before was missions new to you where were you at kind of just with this grasping going to india for a mission trip got it so this is going to be a long answer uh so basically uh, i was in the midst of a lot of craziness in my own spiritual walk i had a very jaded view of uh, mission trips growing up you know i went to throughout high school I, i grew up catholic when we moved down to north carolina when I was in middle school and throughout like Mm -hmm. late middle school and high school, had a lot of friends that went to like Baptist churches that would go on these mission trips to Haiti and Uganda Mm -hmm. and places like that would come back and they'd talk about, you know, how they put up a door and, and things like that. And and I was, I would sit there and that would just, you know, for some reason, I just didn't see the purpose in that. And Mm -hmm. so fast forward a few years, I'm going to college at NC State, and I had actually been praying that, you know, to to get involved with church again. It had been a little while my freshman year. I wasn't actively, you know, going. I didn't have community. So I just started going to Hope. And Mm -hmm. it seemed like prayer after prayer after prayer was being answered, where I'd show up to Hope, and I felt like Mike was speaking directly to me in that sermon. I'm sure that's a consistent thing that people say. And then I was like, I had been praying about community and wanting community. And during that sermon at the end, he's like, oh, and we have, you know, college breakfast upstairs afterwards. If you want to go, I was like, well, I have to go to this now. Went up there to college breakfast, (laughs) met Wes Jones, who is uh, the college pastor at the time. He was like, hey, we've got a night of worship tonight. You got to come by. Went to the night of worship. At night of worship, they talk about a men's small group. And then at the men's small group, Wes is talking about how there's, you know, like potentially some mission trips coming up and if I'm interested or if anyone in the group is interested. And then, so that had gotten things on my mind. That's a a very quick, (laughs) short way to get through that part of the story. And then at the next night of worship, I think is when they announced where the mission trips were going. And Mm -hmm. I remember when India showed up, I was just, I kind of like laughed to myself. Like I'm not going all the way to India for a mission trip. (laughs) Like if I'm doing a mission trip, I think there were some local ones at, at, at the time too. I was like, I've always wanted to go to New York. I'm going to go on that New York mission trip. But for some reason, the ne- I, and I, I can't explain it. Obviously it's, it's God, but for some reason, the next few days, I, fr- I could not get India out of my head. Like uh, I kept thinking mm-hmm. back to those mission trips. I knew I wanted to go on one and it terrified mm-hmm. me the idea of going to India. And I think it was that like, the fact that it terrified me is what drew me to it more because it felt mm-hmm. like I needed to go for some reason. And then it just so happened that Wes was leading that trip or, or going on that trip. And I, mm-hmm. I told him like, hey, I want in, I'm going. I, I had been out of the country before, but nothing close to as far away as India was. So <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's how I initially you know, decided on going to India the first time. It was just a crazy amount of like, God leading me uh, in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. So through yeah. no, no ability of my own, <laughs> was drawn to that. 
right? It's not like you planned this whole thing from the day you were born and this just came to fruition. It truly huh. lined up as it, it was being released. Huh? No, it was maybe over the course of a week where I went from, I cannot <laughs> believe anyone would go on these mission trips instead of just donating the money to, oh my gosh, I'm going on this and I'm going to India, like probably the farthest mission trip that you could think of. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So what did your team do? What did it, what did your trip, your first trip, or even your second, you can combine them, your favorite parts. But what were some of the, the ministry aspects that you guys got to focus on? Sure. Yeah. So the first trip we went on, it was a big medical kind of purpose. We brought a ton of medical supplies. We were, we went there. So the primary goal, obviously for all of us was to spend time with the kids there and, and, and encourage them mm -hmm. and grow with them and kind of learn more about them, develop those relationships. But we also put on, you know, a medical camp where everyone from around the villages were coming in. They were busing people into this, into new life to receive medical care, to receive prayer mm -hmm. over their illnesses. So that was one element. And then we also went out to a, a well dedication, which oh, was awesome. amazing in and of itself. Yeah. To, to see this village that we had to, it was quite the ways to get out there and, and new life was impacting them by giving them clean drinking water. That was incredible. The second trip I'd say, so the, initially the goal was to do something similar to, to hold a medical camp, to go venture out into some of these villages and pray over them and pray with them. But there was a lot mm -hmm. of stuff going on in the political climate at, at the time over there. And so what I, what at first it seems like something was like, dang, we just, we planned this whole thing. We're coming here and now we don't even go, to, we don't even get to leave new life. That became the biggest blessing because I think our team really, really, uh, it, it was super impactful. The extra time we got to spend with the kids there and the, the time we got to, to just get to know them, grow with them. It was absolutely incredible. And, and honestly, it's hard to look back at that and, and wish it was any other way, <laughs> to be honest. So Right. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Just of letting God lead it and just being able to see how faithful he was, even in the midst of political climate. And I'm sure that was hard for family members to send loved ones on mission trips, but just hearing that God truly prevailed in that, mm. um, what could have been a scary thing and just making it a peaceful and a sweet time with ministering to beautiful children. That's awesome. Yeah, um, so sure. you said that you hadn't gone. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm sure it helped my, my mama's uh, prayer life. So she was, uh, when she first yeah, thought that's... she said, what? <laughs> so. Yeah, that definitely is a big thing with sending. It's sometimes it's easier to be the one going and saying, oh, I'm going to be brave and we're going, but it's hard to send your loved ones. But so I hope that this does encourage those people that are praying as they're sending people that God is faithful to take care of all of us. So what was a funny story with your team or just something that you look back fondly on about your trips? Oh my gosh, there's too many. I'll have to, I'll have to boil <laughs> these down. So if anyone that's listening knows Wes Jones, you'll understand that there's more to count that first trip than I could imagine. There's so. a good dozen people laughing and you haven't even started. <laughs> exactly. Wes, I'll never forget, you know, he's he's our leader on this first trip. And it was one of the things that I loved about him. But we're, you know, going through security at the India airport. So, you know, everyone's sort of on edge already. Like all these guys with AKs are, you don't, you don't really see that at the TSA in America all the time, at least. <laughs> so all these guys are, are saying, you know, spread your arms out. And uh, Wes Jones goes up first spreads his arms out and proceeds to dab 
and hold it like that while the oh, guy's no. trying to push him. <laughs> and then the guy's like trying to communicate with him like hey put no arms out and then he's like okay and switches to the other side and then this proceeds to go back and forth for the next five minutes until i think he <laughs> <laughs> finally was like all right here you go arms out we, we got to get this out of our so leader's gonna be arrested <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. right there and then the, uh, another, West story, another West story is we always, we said he had a uh, stress hat. So he would always be wearing his hat. And the farther the hat went back on his head, the more stressed he was. And at the mm -hmm. end of our first trip, a lot of crazy stuff was happening. Like the, the train drivers slept in and the train was super late. We barely made our flights. We were trying to like figure out new flights to get back home. And we could swear that hat was like levitating off his head. <laughs> farther and farther back. And then our second trip, uh, one of the funniest memories for me is just that we were we were gonna put on a play for these kids that we could just, you know, uh, kind of tell a Bible study and sort of a kid's jam is what they called it. And the team just went way <laughs> too into it. Well, I don't think you can be too into it, but. Uh, we were getting costumes set up to tell the the story of Moses and the Israelites leaving uh, Egypt. And so we had like, uh, the girls were putting eyeliner on some of the guys to look like Pharaoh and <laughs> there was dance numbers. It was just, it was too much. <laughs> those, those videos, I, I cannot get enough of watching them over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. But the teams that truly get into it and are willing to just mm -hmm. act a fool, for lack of a better word, make... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just so much fun and the atmosphere of the church, even when the other people there don't even understand half the English you're saying, they still feel the love and joy. So those teams are just really fun to work with. I'm sure that that team was just a hoot. And I feel like I remember some of those team members coming back and even carrying on those costumes through Halloween <laughs> in America. So. <laughs> so that you guys are legendary. And it's really cool that even with you laughing and joking and pointing out with Wes being a leader, you still chose to lead a team back. So maybe he did inspire you to just have fun. Oh, absolutely. That was, uh, I definitely inspired me and in how I tried to handle my team at second time. Yeah. And that you don't have to be a professional or, you know, a teacher or some type of position of an executive director or something to lead. You can just be willing to do it and even bring the the joy and the laughter and the funny moments to the airport when your teammate sees people with rifles in front of them. So that's, those are just fun things to hear about. That's really cool. Hey, it's Anjali. We'll be right back. Make sure to visit globalhopeindia.org and join thousands of people who pray, give and go. Global Hope India has over 20 years of missions experience in India. Now everyone can go to India virtually on one of GHI's virtual mission teams. Over 1 billion people in India have never held a Bible. Most people in India lack access to even know about Jesus. Join Global Hope India in changing that. Go to globalhopeindia.org today to pray, give, go! As Global Hope India's founder and executive director, Kevin White is an international pastor, speaker and best-selling author of Audacious Generosity. Kevin has been to India over 50 times, taking 1,000 people on short-term mission trips. Kevin loves to help people prosper from God's guidance and provisions. Learn more at kevinwhite.us
Okay, now back to the show. What was your biggest adjustment with going to India? Was there something that stands out? It's fun to hear what people answer with this one. Yeah, so this one's easy for me. It's just the the completely different, like I guess, motivation you have waking up every day. There, are, I found it. You know, we're waking up at five o'clock in the morning every single day to go to worship with these kids, and I mm. do not do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that when I'm not jet lagged, let alone when I'm trying to adjust to a brand new <laughs> schedule. So there's something about the inherent motivation of waking up, knowing that you're about to go live on mission every single day. You don't have to worry about work. You're not worrying about responding to emails. You're not worrying about meetings and calendar invites. It's just, I'm going to wake up. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to go with these kids. I'm going to read my Bible and then we'll see where the day takes us because it's pretty yeah. much like, and are we going to hang out with the kids today? Oh, we got that kids jam to write. Are we going to spend more time worshiping with them? Or it, it was, you know, I did not have a problem waking up every day and I didn't want to go to sleep every night. So it was, that to me was the biggest adjustment is like, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? Why am I happy to wake up right now? I don't think that that's an answer that we've gotten, but that's probably one of the most impactful answers I've heard that I'm going to take away. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It really did change. I think that's my biggest takeaway, especially from the first one. I kind of had that going in to the second one, but it still shocked me how big of a difference it is. But that was like one of my, one of the things that uh, Global Hope helped lead us through after those trips are like, what are these next steps? Like, what are you taking from this Mm -hmm. trip? Uh, And that's what it was for me is like, how can I live like this? How can I have that motivation every single day when I come back to, to live on mission, even if that mission happens to be, you know, for me, it's going into an office every morning. So mm-hmm. uh, that was like the well, that's the, that. Yeah, that's the perfect segue into my next question, which is how has missions changed your everyday life? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I was reading your mind there. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so one, I think what one of the things it taught me was that I do not need to, when I, when I go to work, when I, you know, have an income that, I need so much less of that than I used to think, right? Like growing up Mm. was like, I need to go get the highest paying job so that I can put all this money away and buy all this nice stuff. And in reality, like all that going on that mission trip did with regard to money was make me want to give it away more because Mm. I've recognized what we have and how much we have and how much way, how much even small amounts of that goes in different places. And so whether that be like supporting the kids uh, at New Life, they have like, you know, obviously you can fulfill a monthly a- a amount to, to take care of, uh, of kids over there, giving right. away other ministries within church and, and, and really just like, it's, it made me want to hold on to it way less. So that was one of the, the main changes for me personally. The other was just that I was obsessed with how they live over there. I, I've always loved, you know, that the Acts church and reading through the Bible when you go through like Acts 2 and seeing how the church was supposed to act, where everyone was like in it for each other, everyone took care of each other, everyone wanted to grow together. Like I, I, one of the things we talked about as a group is I don't think it's possible to be like in, in America, we have this massive, uh, massive epidemic of, you know, depression and, and, and these social problems that stem from, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a completely different topic, but as, as we're there, it's like, I don't see how that's even possible if you lived like this, because there's always mm. someone there to talk to. 
that loves you, that you know loves you. There's always a community around you that's there to take care of you. And for me, it was like, how do I create this in my own life? I know, obviously, I can't have all my friends buy houses right next to me and let's build a little compound and then <laughs> all live together. But like, how can you bring elements of that and, and establish that with your friends, with your family here? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, it changed my perspective on what it meant to be, you know, like a brother in Christ to, to my friends. Yeah. And even those who, did, who don't know Jesus, just to... to make sure that I'm creating that feeling in them that they're not alone <laughs> and there's always someone that loves them and wants to grow with them. So those are my, my two biggest takeaways from that for sure. Those are awesome takeaways, but what does it look like for like your everyday life now? Now that it's been a couple of years and have you been able to imply those takeaways? Does it, is it a lot harder or is it just some like practical thing that you just remember the people of India and it just changes your posture of your heart? What does it look like every day in the day to day? Every day. So day to day, well, one, it definitely hasn't gotten harder. I think that's one of the things, anytime I look through those photos, like every single thing that I was feeling, you know, I kept journals that I like to go through that, that hasn't lost that that's never been lost on me. So, you know, I, I was donating to, to new life still am, uh, as far as like monthly contributions mm-hmm. when it comes to, I think that reignited in me the need for creating community and mm-hmm. emphasizing the importance of like small groups. And so I came back yeah. from that, uh, was still active in my small group, but then now that, that gave me more of like an encouragement to lead one and to create, because when, mm-hmm. when you lead it, you're more or less in charge of like the culture that you're trying to implement. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that, that charged me to really lead a small group. And I feel like the, the culture that we have of always being there for each other and, and taking care of each other has, has been super beneficial and seeing a lot of our brothers grow. And, and really, it's just like I, uh, in the everyday, I don't, I don't stress about money as much in, anymore. I really don't. And I know that's like, I, again, I think that's a very blessed thing to be able to say, mm-hmm. because it's not that I have to stress about not having it. It's just that I don't stress about how, you know, where it's going yeah. anymore. I don't want to like hold on to it and keep it with me as much. So that's, that's been super freeing because certain things come up, whether that be, you know, donating to someone else's mission trip or, or, or something like that, being able to just do that and not think twice and not sort of be like, Oh, I could have done so much more of that. You know, like that's, I'd say that's been like a daily life thing for me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I pray personally that you see the blessing of just being generous and living Hmm. that lifestyle that, that the trust that comes with that, it just gives you peace. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, that's how I know it's not me because I, I used, I had never been like that in my life. And once I got, mm-hmm. went to India and then that's just God continuing to work on my heart. So I'm very blessed to be able to, to, to say that he's working in me in that way. So. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. So one of the biggest questions, but sometimes the hardest to answer is, how would you describe your trip experience in one word? So I've been thinking about this <laughs> and I know this is going to be cliche uh, to an extent, but I couldn't find a different way to describe it. It's sort of cheating, but there's an in dash in it. So I think it's still one word, but eye opening. Hmm. That's, yeah. that's what I would go with. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It definitely sounds like it. It definitely sounds like there are ways that th- ways that you didn't even know your eyes were shut, I guess, would, would be a good way to put it, that you got to see new ways of just 
being free. I just want to thank you for sharing because it really brings joy to me, me and Courtney, the board, the staff. We really love getting to do what God allows us to do. But there are moments where it's just hard work sometimes. You reminded us of just why we do what we do as far as one person going to India and coming back changed. Obviously, you're one of hundreds, but it's just it never gets old just hearing how God has used missions to change your life. A visual came to mind as you were sharing earlier about the joy and the excitement of waking up even at 5 a.m. I know that and you know that the visual was Jesus in his first miracle changing water into wine. Now, sometimes we get so tripped up on the alcohol content of that story. But if you really think about it, his very first miracle on planet Earth was at a joy-filled, festive wedding. You went to India and realized, and, and I hope everyone in the audience has had the privilege of realizing we don't serve a God that is sitting back in the back side of our lives, yawning and stoic and bored to tears because we're trying to survive here on planet Earth. We really do serve a joy-filled Heavenly Father. And you see that in India. You see it through the church, through the people there, and through through the opportunity of missions. I'd love for you to pray us out and just pray for joy. Pray for, for the word fun over the body of Christ. I'm glad that you had the experience that you had. I, I actually thought in the beginning you were going to say that, you laugh because you felt God had set you up. Uh, and and in a way, he did set you up. But you laughed because you were actually fearful and running from it. And here it is, India. And yet now you and I and Courtney and many hundreds of others now know that it can be one of the some of the most funnest experiences of your life going on an international mission mm-hmm. trip. Mm-hmm. So will you just pray us out? Just pray for fun, pray for joy and over the people of God today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Hey God. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for, for Kevin, for Courtney, for the whole, uh, GHI team that this is even a conversation I'm be, I'm able to be a part of because they were willing to serve and follow you and to allow trips like mine to uh, groups like mine to, to go to India to experience what I experienced. Thank you to them and their willingness to serve. I just pray for that joy and that happiness and that fun over everyone here that uh, they would wake up with that, that they would wake up tomorrow with a motivation to to go out and live their purpose, whatever that may be through Jesus. I pray uh, that everyone could experience what it was like to wake up and immediately have the joy of like 20 kids <laughs> waiting for you to go worship God together. Uh, I, I pray for that level of happiness, for that level of fulfillment over everyone here today. And I just pray that this would be a time that uh, that purpose could be renewed in them, that we all get to think about what, why, what is it that we're here? What does God want us to do today, tomorrow, the next day, and, and wake up with just a joy and passion for going and pursuing that? And I pray that uh, everyone listening, if if they are thinking about, have thought about, even considered, or especially if you've never considered going on a mission trip, that just what you've heard from me and, and the example that my team has, that that might encourage you to to think about it, to reach out to someone and, and, and see what the needs are, because there are always needs there, are, especially in India, there are hundreds and thousands of places like New Life, where there's just orphanages trying to take care of their own. 
And so I pray that you think about it and and who knows where God's going to call you to go, but to be open to, to him leading you one way or another and to not run from it, even if it may sound scary, because I could not imagine where my life would be if I had ran from where God was pulling me to. So I uh, thank you so much, Father, that uh, again, that this is even a conversation that I get to be a part of. And I pray uh, again for that fun and that joy and that blessings over everyone mm-hmm. listening in your name. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Bravo, Jason. Well done. What a great interview. Good job. Appreciate you having me. This is this is really fun. I, yeah. I love getting to talk about this trip. So yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it'll inspire even other teammates to come onto the show. But thank you for your time. God bless you, and God bless everyone in the audience. We'll see you back here on Missions Changed My Life next week. Thank you for listening to the Missions Changed My Life show by Global Hope India with Kevin White. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program is a copyright of Global Hope India, all rights reserved. Each week we bring you a message of how God uses missions to change people's lives. We're talking real and lasting change through Jesus Christ. 